The Frozen North, Episode 70, Brick Roads and Power Lines. Welcome to episode number 70 of the Frozen North Gaming Podcast. My name is JJ and I'm here with my two friends, Mark. Howdy, y'all! That's right, my name is Mark, and you are, in fact, listening to the podcast that JJ just said. You're just repeating? I am just going to repeat what you said. My name is Mark, and I'm... I love coffee. That's that's true, you love coffee. But he doesn't like five-hour energy, which is essentially just... Coffee flavored, like yeah, but it's all this weird stuff. Five Hour Energy isn't coffee flavored. No, it's not. Coffee it's better flavored. Coffee. I always say it weird the first time. Coffee. We're also here with Brian. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Brian. My name's Brian. If you guys didn't know, I'm Brian. Um, we're also here with Brian. <laughs> Man, you guys are all about the intelligent radio. Well, what we like to do is bring the IQ up. Show me what you got. I'm not, I'm not gonna plagiarize Rick and Morty at the beginning of our. I don't episode. believe the same. I can't really say anything because honestly, like I'm not, I don't really smart enough to show myself. So it's not Mark. I don't believe <laughs> like Rick and I Morty. Fire here. I don't believe Rick and Morty have any kind of rights to show me what you got. Yes, but that's clearly what you were referring to. Was I? That's what you wanted to. Me. Yes, because we've been doing it since before we hit record. That's very true. Uh, technically, we didn't record. I did. That's true. So that's true. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get. Handcuff me. So ipso, <laughs> so ipso facto, Mars is a planet. So, what have you guys been playing? Mark. I... <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Uh, Mark. Uh, I'm going to say something. <laughs> I'm going to say something that will please you both way more than it should. <laughs> I have now officially beaten more games on the PlayStation 4 than I have on the Xbox One. And that number is one. <laughs> I, I beat um, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Nice. It was fantastic. It was very, very good. And I also tried to play some more Witcher, got a few hours into it, and lost all my progress when the game crashed. Yeah. It's That's unfortunate. Issues. Yeah. And I've just been playing the game of wedding planning. Besides Fine. that, I think you should take some time off and then go back to The Witcher. I probably will. The ending is worth it. It's good, and you'll feel better for having beaten it. So. And you need to play Witcher too. I should say before we move on from me that roads and power lines are some of my favorite things. So this is a very special episode to me. Yeah. Uh, the, the title has absolutely nothing to do with city skylines. Though. Yeah, but it has to do with planning <laughs> and building infrastructure. And yet he did none of that. With I don't know actually, that we really I built some uh, power lines. That's right. I didn't. I just shot stuff. That's pretty yeah. much all I did. I was the enforcer. <laughs> so I also played that game that we haven't mentioned yet. Space Sweeper? That's right. Just mentioned it. Boom. Uh, we're going to talk Ooh. about it a little later, though. So we'll get to that. Uh, I have been playing Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> yeah. obviously still. Uh, can't get enough of it. I've also I went back to uh, Silent Hill 2. And I'm about halfway done with the game now. So it's still freaking terrifying. <laughs> Even it, an old game like that, it's just so hard to get through because it's so... Epi- or what's the word I'm looking for? Atmospheric. Yeah, it's. I, I'll, I'll be honest, it's not my kind of game. I'm not really... I don't know, it's, it's a little slow for me. But at the same time, it's one of those where I can certainly see the genius in the, the production values and why they did the things that they did. And, uh, it, like, I mean, it's doing its job. I'm scared to death, and I'm intrigued as to what's going on with the story. So, yeah, I can't I can't, uh, can't complain, because it's, uh, it's a good time. And what did I play on? Oh, I've been Halo 2. I've been Halo playing, 2. cruising through that a little bit. So Single player. Single player, yeah. <laughs> because I, look at this, the Xbox fan laughing it up about it's bad, Xbox man. One being terrible online. Uh, I shouldn't say Xbox One terrible online. Master Chief Collection terrible online. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and we've talked about that before, so we're not going to delve into that uh, 
cave this time. Uh, Brian, what about you? Um, Beat The Witcher 3. So I'm exclusively been playing Final Fantasy 14. As you all know, as if you've listened to past episodes, I played a Death Knight tank in WoW. So I've kind of spiritually, you know, made a character. I'm playing a Dark Knight. Um, not to be confused with Batman, but the Dark Knight class, which is also a tank in Final Fantasy 14. I'm going to tank. Uh, do some in-game raiding, just like I did in WoW. Uh, but I got a really sad ending in Witcher 3, and I almost 140 hours is what I clocked in that game. And <laughs> the ending was so, like, hit me so hard that I wanted to go back and replay the game. But I was like, yeah. I can't. I have to let it be. I don't know if I want to play that game now. I mean, 108 hours, I'd be down for that. But 140? Well, well 140 is me starting over about 20 hours in. So it's, okay. it's doing most of the side stuff. It's about 120 hours, which is what I clock. If you plow right through the uh, story only, you'll probably only be at like 80. Only? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just 80, Mark. So you're fine. Yeah. That'll take me a year. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of gaming. We actually uh, we played a little bit uh, tonight. We did a you dungeon. And I, you and I did a dungeon. We did a dungeon. Rocked it. I tanked you healed, man. Yep. Just like in WoW. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, no. you were a mage in WoW. I was a mage in WoW. Okay. But I, you know what? I'm I'm having a lot of fun being the healer. Mm-hmm. Like a lot more fun than I thought I would have. I did it initially just to be like, well, we need a healer in the group. So I'll just fill that void, I guess. Yeah. Why not? But I'm actually really enjoying it. Well, you it, healed, so. healed in 11, you told me, right? So I healed a little bit in eleven, but I did not like doing it. Gotcha. I did it again just because my the static group that I was with, uh, we would go through the the, the quest lines that they had, and they needed yeah. a healer, and they kept buttering me up, being like, "We don't trust anybody <laughs> else to do it. You're really good." So, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> that's fine." Uh, but I, I really didn't want to. I like playing my thief, so um, I'm glad that I do enjoy it in this game. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Good, good game. If you're, uh, again, if I know we've said it before, but if you're thinking about taking the plunge into Final Fantasy XIV, we are on the Leviathan server. Be sure uh, to hit us up if you're uh, thinking about giving it a chance. Brian and I are on quite a bit. Yeah, my character's name is Anubis, spelled like the god, Dark Strider. Easy enough. Just send me a tell or something. Shoot us us an email. We'll give you all our contact info. uh, FrozenNorthPodcast at gmail.com. I guess I was just about to like segue into what our email was, but I, I just said that would have been it. amazing so, <laughs> if you would like to email us. On top of emailing us, uh, <laughs> our website is fngaming.net. Our Facebook is facebook.com/slash frozen north. Our Twitter is at fn podcast. We have a blog at frozen north podcast.blogspot.com. And we are on iTunes where we would appreciate you subscribing to and rating us. I say it all the time, but we haven't gotten any new ratings in a while, and we would really appreciate just just hop on there. It takes two seconds and do it, unless you're like Brian and you think iTunes is the plague. Uh, it is. It's the start it's, of the apocalypse. <laughs> um, dude, if you think it's bad just from downloading it and using it, <laughs> uploading to it is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. There is one hiccup. I mean, you have to have a credit card to make an account. Even if you're not buying anything. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's so weird stupid. to me. Um, but there's plenty of other ways you can hear our show as well, uh, like our website, fngaming.net. But uh, if you are on iTunes and you do have it, we really would appreciate a, a comment rating on there. Speaking of emails, we did get a good one that I, I wanted to kind of bring up, and we're going to talk about it a little bit because it uh, has a lot to do with what we've been doing lately, and that is uh, doing a lot of uh, like competitive gaming stuff and, and talking to we, – we talked to SoPro last week. Um, today we were actually at uh, Novastar, uh, the other place out here in KC that we've, we've – we've talked about and uh i mean that place has changed too yeah like it was the last time brian and i were there they didn't have half the stuff that they've gotten there now and it, it man it's so cool we, we walked in and we were like oh man it's it's a finish like when we were first there they i think they had just opened so they still were work in progress but man we walked in today whoo they are uh they're up, up another land center kansas city area come on yeah down. no joke if you if you again if you're in the kc area Look them up. You go to their website. There, uh, you'll you'll get the address and everything right there. It's good stuff. So, and everybody there Definitely. is super nice. We yeah, had, we had a really great time. They were all just so welcoming, and and like mm-hmm. you walk in and you feel like family. Like it's crazy. So it was it was a good time. Um, we'll talk about them a little bit later on in the show as well because we got another talking point. Uh, but this email that I wanted to go over um, comes from uh, one of our listeners, Alex. He says. Uh, I'm still listening to episode 69, but hearing you all talk about the social aspect of being in a place like Sopro got me thinking. For me personally, I just can't do it. 
even in MMOs, it often takes me a while, a long while to warm up to new folks. It's not that I'm antisocial. I just feel awkward and uncomfortable when I, when I get attention pointed in my direction and I'm unsure who or what the source is. It is easier to deal with for me, at least in an anonymous group type setting, uh, like the internet. For example, there's a local gaming hobby shop near me. Uh, Wednesday night, they do D&D. I've wanted to go and join in, but I just can't bring myself to do it. A bunch of random strangers that may or may not have have a better grasp on the rules than I do and may or may not appreciate my brand of humor. Uh, I'd have an easier time convincing myself to lay down in the middle of the street and uh, then say something simple like, Hi, can I play too? Uh, (laughs) He says, sorry, weird ranting tangent kind of day. He says, and don't get me wrong, glad there are places like SoPro and that folks can use them uh, how they're intended. If I could get over my ridiculous shyness, a place like that would be fun. Somewhere to talk with people that shared similar experiences. What's not to love about that? Anyways, have a great day. And the podcast is definitely better than menial household labor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I thought this was this was a really good point. We we talk so much about, um, you know, places like Sopro and Novastar and, and these other land centers around, and around the area and how good they are for gaming and that they're going to bring people out of their comfort zone. And, and, you know, as long as people just give them a chance and get in there. You know, what about those people, though, that that really don't have that much of an interest in, in doing so? You know, I, I think a lot of cases like like if you're if you're legitimately scared to go to these places just because of just genuine social awkwardness, there's really not much that can be said to get that, you know, to take care of that, to take, get that away other than cross your fingers and hope for the best. Um, I was in a similar situation actually when I was, oh, 15, um, I had heard about a hobby shop that was, uh, that was near where I lived and I had played D and D like maybe twice with John's brother or John's brother, Mark's brother, John. And do you remember when we first tried D and D and, oh no, you weren't there. It was me, John and Justin. And we like had like the starter kit. And like it was one set of like four dice that it came with, and I was trying to read directly out of the book, and I I thought it sounded so cool in my head, but then we did it, and I'm like, what the heck is this? But I kept hearing all these cool stories about people that had done it and everything like that, yeah. and so I used to be very very much more introverted than I am now. Like now I I have no problem talking to people, and that may just come from you know being working in uh, in the restaurant industry, being a bartender for four years. And uh, eventually working customer service and retail um, as a manager for for several years as well. But I I really don't have any problems talking to people. I totally, totally get where some of these people are coming from, though, because I've been there. But I literally, like, just sucked it up one day. And I went up to 31st Century, which is the name of that place, and go in. And the owner was sitting behind the desk. And I was like, do you guys have people who play D&D here? (laughs) And do they invite new people in? And like, I mean, I was red faced and didn't know what to say. And you know, when you look back on that and you think to yourself, like, what's the worst they're going to do? They're going to well, be like, no, yeah. we don't want you playing. Well, well, to what you're saying, and I get what he's saying. Everyone experiences social anxiety. I think everybody here does. I know almost every human does. My, and you guys can attest to this. My social anxiety comes out in a lot of different ways. I get really goofy. I say weird things to counter the awkward first meeting stage. But let me... Let me just say this. Going to a land center, if you have social anxiety and you're a gamer, you're not going to some place you don't know. Do you not think that other people are going to have the same hang-up that you are? You're going to a place where social anxiety is a big part of that community, and so you're going to be around like-minded people. It's not like you're going to a sports bar where you're going to have a bunch of rowdy people that you don't really have anything in common with. You know what I mean? So I would caution that, yes... I get the social anxiety is a thing and gaming centers aren't for everybody, of course, but if that's the only thing that's hanging you up from going and meeting people, then try it out. Cause I guarantee you other people are going there and they're shy too. Well, that's and, where I was going with my story, Brian. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Let's rewind. See, I've been wa- I'm, I'm waiting my turn. Right. Oh, nice. hold on. Hold on. You're the best. Hold on. Hold on. Turn it back. It's actually a pretty good rewinding was, sound. That was necessary completely. So, <laughs> But uh, I, I mean, after after I went in initially, asked him. He he was super nice about it. He was just like, "Yeah, we got some D and D players that, that are in here, and um, you know, Tuesday, Thursday nights they come in, and, and uh, I 
I think most of the groups are pretty much set, but usually we have new people come in quite a bit and just sit down and watch them. And after a while, if they, they know you or they recognize you, they got no problem asking people to join and stuff like that. And that's what I did. I sat with people and kind of just talked to them. Uh, a lot of these people are generally, there. there's a few that are kind of elitist douchebags about it, but what group doesn't have that? Um, but for the most part, I will say they were they were all pretty welcoming, and I was just really surprised. And I still have tons of friends from there. That's where I actually met my old Counter Strike team was from going up there. If I had never gone up there and asked about D and D, I never would have gotten into Counter Strike. I never would have gotten into PC gaming in general. I never would have gotten into tabletop uh, gaming. I mean, none of that stuff would have happened if I hadn't just taken that chance. Um, I'm an only child, so I didn't have any brothers or sisters growing up. It was always just me, and you know anybody who lived near me on the street, and when you when all you have is just the people that surround you rather than people you know share the same interests you're kind of just it's a crapshoot you don't know whether they're going to they're going to like what you want to do so you do tend to kind of keep that stuff inside because you're like well I don't I don't want to bring this up because I don't know if you'll approve of that who cares if they approve of it or not first of all but at the same time like just like Brian said, that's what these gaming centers are made for is to for you to go there and meet these other people who are like minded like you. Now, if you prefer to sit in front of your computer um, just because you like it that way, I completely understand that, too. I I live alone and there are tons of times where I just come home and I just want to just veg out with a game and not listen to anybody talk or, you know, do anything else. And I just, you know, zone into my computer and that's it. But. I don't know. I mean, I could definitely see both ways. I know Mark uh, had yes. a couple of things to say on it. Uh, so that was the alpha nerd perspective on this. Now it's time for the beta nerd <laughs> perspective. <laughs> no, no delta? You can be the delta, I guess. Okay, I'll be the delta. Uh, I don't even know what the different types are. I don't either. But beta sounds good. I know alpha is like the... Isn't the delta like the, the little sickly one that they send yeah, the to... Out, the outcast. Yes. Be like, you go first, see if it's dangerous. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's Brian. Yeah, that's yes. Uh, no, but I, I'm less social than JJ is, I would say. And that's not, I'm not an introvert like the classic introvert. I just I don't really like people I haven't met yet. Uh, I haven't built rapport with them yet. I don't know what they're like. Uh, going into a land center by myself and trying to make friends, that's not going to work for me. However, going with JJ and Brian, meeting a, f- a couple of new people, maybe one of them's kind of cool, uh, that does work. And... I'm glad I was able to do that a few times over the past month. Mm-hmm. That's that's an important part, too. If you've got people that you already do know have share a uh, similar interest to you, and you yep. have the ability to go with them to a place like this, that, you know, more power to you. By all means, go do that. Because even if, I mean, if you go in there and the place is empty, obviously, who the hell are you going to talk to? Right. You know, you're not going to, you're, you're going to be bored. But at the same time, if you've got somebody that you know already that goes up there, A, it's easier for you, and B, you've got somebody to talk to regardless. So I, I don't know. I mean, the the only thing that I can say is, you just suck it up, give it a try. That's it, and that's only if you want to. There yeah. are people, like I said, who have really legitimately have no interest in these kind of places. There's which no is right fine. or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. Right, and I, I don't want to say anything negative uh, about nerds because we're all nerds, and all nerds have some weird aspects. But you don't know if your weirdness and someone else's weirdness is going to mesh. Well, all people. So there's there's a potential for some awkwardness. I can tell you there have been tons of awkward moments when I've gone to Gen Con in the past, gaming convention up in mm-hmm. uh, Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. Um, but if you have some people with you, you can find fun with that anyway. And even if you're not looking for a social like meeting new people kind of experience. I think there's huge value in being able to just walk into a land center and sit down at a computer with your friends and play a game. Because if you've done a land, like a, a land party in the past, you know, mm-hmm. you show up at 9 a.m., you set your stuff up, it's 10. You go get some drinks, it's 10, 15. All of a sudden you're talking about what you're going to do for lunch and you haven't even started playing until 1. Right, absolutely. But if you can get everyone together and just meet up at a store... Sit down, it's 15 minutes. And on top of that, honestly, who says you have to be the one to initiate contact as well? It's I mean, true. we brought this up when, when Brian and I went to the uh, the, the all-night LAN over at SoPro. We 
you know, I mean, we, we talked to a few other people there, but honestly, I would say for the most part, and no, it had nothing to do with the show. We had people coming up just looking at what we were doing because we were playing Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. and they were asking and talking to us about that. That was it. You just go in there, play a game. If somebody recognizes, there's a good chance somebody's going to come over and talk yep. to you a little bit, yeah. if even just for a few seconds. And that little bit of dialogue, you know, it, it could be absolutely nothing. It could just be like, a, oh, what level are you? Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I used to play the game, too. And then be done. That's still fine. You just communicated with somebody else. Yep. Congratulations. Or, you know, what if it turns into something else that, uh, you know, you guys become buddies, he sits down next to you, you guys just, you know, play for the next couple hours or so. Either way, you haven't lost anything. Right. And you've just, you know, spoken to somebody else about a similar interest, which proves that you are not the only one who feels this way. Right. So that that actually something like that happened to me last time we were at SoPro. I stepped out when you guys started recording with uh, the SoPro guys and I saw someone playing uh, Heroes of the Storm. Kind of took a little interest because it looked better than I thought it did. I was actually pretty impressed with the game. Nice. And she turned around and kind of gave me the ropes, told me what the game was all about, kind of gave me some basic strategies, and it was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? You didn't tell us anything Wait, about this. Yeah, this happened while you guys were recording. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Mark. Mark making new friends. Yeah, I don't know. Keeping I don't. us hidden from them. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, understandable. I understand. Just learned a little bit about a new game. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, anybody else have anything to say on the matter? Nah, you guys covered it. I, we, I rewound my statement, obviously. You heard it. I understand 100% if you don't want to go and interact with people you don't know. Definitely. That is me to a T. Yeah, but I don't know if it's on the way home or you got to go somewhere in the area. Stop in. See what it's all about. Just I, think, I don't know. I think the consensus of what we're saying is go. You won't be sorry. Or don't go. You won't be sorry. Go peek in there. If just, you're, just if go you're see curious, what it's like. just go take yeah, a look. Go. That's it. It's not going to hurt you. It'll be fun. Of course, that's assuming me. he even has one near him. No, he yeah, yeah. He, he said he did. did. Yeah, oh, it does? It's like, yeah. it's like go, and you won't be sorry. Or don't go, and you'll still be awesome and be gaming. Well, I said he had a gaming hobby shop. I'm, I meant uh, it's probably tabletop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So might not have a land center or something. Land centers are cool. I'd go and just see what's going on, and if they approach you, cool. Yeah. There, there's really nothing wrong with just going in just kind of checking things out. I Plus, mean, you got to support the local community. Right. Alex, buddy, I can tell you, if you lived out in KC, we, we would come game with you totally. Heck yeah, so, we would take yeah. you to another all-nighter and we'd play Final Fantasy fourteen. JJ would be your best friend. He does actually and Brian play. Brian would say I know. He plays fourteen with us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, right there, you know, we, we, we definitely game with you. And uh, I, wish, I wish we had more people close by that, that we could, you know, talk to and BS with and stuff. But we've met yeah. a, quite a few people. So, um, very true. Okay. Moving on. Wow, my voice just went Mickey Mouse yeah, right there, didn't okay, it? Okay, guys! Oh! <laughs> oh, boy! Oh, it's been! All right. Brian, what do we got for news? News time! All right, guys. Uh, that was the segue into news. Um, the news for this week, or this podcast, I should say. Uh, Sony outlines a few new features for their uh, big upcoming PS4 update, which includes... The PS Plus online storage is going from 1 gigabyte to 10 gigabytes now. So there's going to be a lot more potential to get a lot more storage in the cloud. Uh, You are now going to be able to live stream to YouTube like you do to Twitch from the PS4. And also directly from the PS4 upload clips to Twitter with a 10 second limit, of course. There's also going to be a bunch of other social-oriented features, such as, but not limited to, uh, there's going to be events, favorite groups, like, so you can add your friends, like, my this is my Destiny group, or this is my, you know, being cool group. And then also uh, yeah. communities, uh, same similar situation where it's like, oh, it's the Witcher community or the Bloodborne community, and so forth. Big, It's a big update coming soon uh, to a PS4 near you. Moving on to the next headliner. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, release date announced, Mark. Yeah, I saw that. Squeenix has announced. Are you not excited? Yeah. Man, I don't know about all those pre-order and stuff they're talking about. So, yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit in this uh, article. So, Squeenix has announced the release date for Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and along with it, an interesting pre-order campaign. So, the game comes out February 23rd, 2016 on the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the PC. And the pre-order structure 
lets you choose which bonuses you want based on pre-order tiers, which means the more people pre-order it, the higher the tiers get, and the more, I guess, swag. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, when I when I read that, I had a lot of tiers. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I've got my opinions on pre-ordering. I know Mark does too, but uh, it's definitely a... It's definitely a thing. Uh, I, I just feel like what Square Enix is telling me is wait for the Game of the Year edition. Pretty much. And that's not a good message to send. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I don't like pre-ordering. I just don't. Yep. Uh, put more power to those who do, but don't promise your money to a company who hasn't given you the product yet. You know, that's just my whole bottom line. I, my problem is, like, I do it quite a bit with jrpgs simply because those end up usually actually it hasn't been a problem lately but in the past you don't want a xenoblade chronicles they, they there's a good chance they become super rare like after the initial run and yep. it's like well i missed my chance right you know what now i have to go to ebay and pay you know out the wazoo for it so that's that's why i do it um i honestly am not i don't care about pre-order bonuses and all that stuff and everything like that i just want to make sure that i get a copy so of course and Swifty on to the next one. <laughs> All these references that most people won't get. I know. The next article, Guild Wars 2, has now gone free to, free to play, effective immediately. Now, the game has always had no subscription fee, but they are removing the initial price tag on buying the game in the first place, so you can just jump right in if you have no money. Pay to win? Um, if it's still structured like, the, like it was when I played, um, it's not really pay to win. It's it's legitimately an MMO, um, which is good. Uh, JJ, you played it for a little bit, didn't you? Oh yeah, I got it, the next it, level. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have any money and you're looking for a game and you have a decent, uh, you know, rig to play it on, I say pick it up. It's free. It, it's another one of those where, much like Final Fantasy fourteen, where you can play solo and have just as good of a time mm-hmm. um, because it's very very story focused as far as your main quest line. Right. And from what I remember, the 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 story was pretty good. Well, and there's really never any real reason to group because there's those. Uh, I don't. Want, I'm going to call them fates, but uh, there's those uh, like public quests, public quests yeah. basically that you can do. Um, and then uh, beep, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. next next business. Here we go. Okay, and the next one. I'm doing segues now. I don't. Know, how do you guys like it? It's fine. Thank you. I feel like Brian, if he ever has like his own kids, is going. And you might do this now with with uh, Heather's kids. Yeah. But I feel like Brian's going to be the dad that, that like uses lines from 20 years prior. And his kids are just like, ugh, you're so lame, dad. Ac- yeah, accurate. that sounds about right. Yeah. Accurate. All right, moving on. Next article. And this is something I kind of want to spend like a one or two minutes on. But uh, Mortal Kombat X on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 has been straight up canceled. You will not receive it on those consoles. Uh, owners of those old console, consoles uh, better brace themselves as well. Um, in my opinion, this is Brian's opinion, uh, I think this is basically those consoles are done. I don't think a lot of people are going to... Why, why would, wouldn't they be at this point? They're selling so well. Right. And uh, and this is now... this I mean, comes the current generation well, and is selling this loops, so well. <laughs> this loops back into uh, um, Warner Brothers, actually, uh, because they were the company behind the disastrous launch of the Batman Arkham Knight launch for the PC... Um, so that, that had huge quality issues, which they ripped off of steam, um, after they got just, you know, trashed. So it's good on them for saying, Hey, we're not going to make these cause they're not going to be good enough. Uh, but uh, I just feel like if you have a last gen console, Xbox 360 and uh, PlayStation three, now's the time you need to upgrade if you really want to play these new games coming out. So sorry about it. Bye, Especially with all the, the price drops. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Although I mean, wait for the holiday bundles right. at this point. I would say, so. yeah, that's a good bet. Right. And then, the last bit of news we've got, Divinity, Original Sin, uh, did, yeah. uh, number two, kickstarted in less than 12 hours. Yep. However, that's the caveat being that the it was a modest sum of only 500000 which is, if you know Kickstarter, it's not that's not asking a whole lot. Uh, but it, it hit it in, in less than 12 hours, and now they're already talking, like, different cool stretch goals, so... Um, yeah, the first one was wildly popular. Uh, so, wow, the 
donors have spoken, I guess. They love them some Divinity Original Sin. They love yeah, them some roguelikes. This one had a, a goal of $500,000, and it's uh, at $1.2 million right now. <laughs> so more than double of what they asked, so some pretty cool stretch goals, and you're really letting the, that, that company know that you appreciate quality. And that's, Definitely. That's the, good, that's the good news is that you know it shows that if you make a quality game, you're going to get backing. Yep. You know, we started this show talking about what kickstarting was and whether we thought it was a good idea or not. But I think at this point, it's pretty clearly a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And it's worked out. There have been a lot of great stories that came out of it. We've gotten a lot of games that we would have never seen without Kickstarter. Yep. So, And it gives certain developers a way out. They don't have to be trapped with the publisher anymore. It gives the publisher or it gives the developer a, a reason to not be p- pigeonholed Correct. By, a, by a you know publisher. So yep, good on that, and uh, can't wait to see division. I haven't even played the first one yet. I'm sitting on my hard drive, ready to go, ready to fire it up. You know, ready to ready to rock and roll. But uh, haven't played it yet. It's on my backlog. It's a really good game, uh, but it also reminded me how like lazy I am because there's a lot of reading. A lot of stuff isn't voice acted. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, well, that's goodness. like that's like old. It's like old games. Yeah, I'm too spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> voice acting is a wonderful thing. All right, cool. Yep, that's your news, guys. That's your news. Signing off. Keep it up. Moving on. Moving on. So, as we said before, we were at Nova Star Gaming earlier today, and we uh, actually got to play a game called Space Sweeper. Um, we were uh, actually Mark. What can you tell us about Shinra Tech? Sh- uh, I thought you were going to ask me about Space Sweeper. Nope. Shinra Tech is basically. The idea that I had years ago on this podcast about how we would no longer buy consoles. Years ago. We've been going two years. Two, a little more than two years. Uh, Year it, was, ago. It, was, it was probably one to two years ago that I had this idea. Probably one to two years ago. Um, <laughs> most definitely Good night. one to two years ago. You're derailing <laughs> me, man. <laughs> uh, but no, it's basically the idea that instead of having small, dedicated static hardware in your home that runs your video games. It can all be outsourced to basically a server farm, uh, cloud processing kind of setup, and then the limitations of what a video game can do are are basically completely lifted. Yeah. Because it's no longer, oh, I've got this uh, 3.4 gigahertz quad-core processor. It's I've got an infinite number of processors right. that can run this game. I've got Google Fiber. Yes. All right. And that's the thing. Internet's going to be the, the key here because that's the only block to getting 1-1 one, one streaming. Yeah, definitely. And that was the big uh, reason that Shinra Tech came down to the Nova Stars because they do have Google Fiber. So they have that yep. the fast the fast infrastructure to uh, make you know multiple rigs playing the same game at once work. Right. They're in their, they're in their beta test right now. And uh, they've kind of been – if you follow them on Twitter, you'll see they're doing like little contests with the games and everything. And you can sign up on their website. It's, uh, it's just Shinra.com. So go there, check them out, and uh, you'll you'll see they're doing some pretty pretty interesting stuff. And I mean, I kind of wanted to talk about what what do you guys think the well f- actually let's first let's uh, really really side thing let's talk about Space Sweeper, the game that we played, right. which is one of the one of the games that they have available for the beta test. Um, who wants to talk a little bit about it and what it kind of was? I guess I can. So Space Sweeper is how do I even describe it? You are on a planet. If you took city skylines <laughs> and mixed it with asteroids. No. Okay. So no. <laughs> here's how, here's the premise of, of space sweeper. You're on, you crash land on an alien planet. It was a, you have a ship, right? And, uh, there's very, there's a lot of Minecraft elements to it where you can build roads, um, add land to water by, you know, shooting rocks and stuff. Uh, you, while you do this, there are oh, just the the amount of particles and creatures on the screen at one time are staggeringly <laughs> overwhelming. It should be said this isn't like a 3D no. Minecraft type no. perspective, and it's not a side-scrolling perspective like Terraria. Either. It's top down. It's top down. Top down perspective. Um, I would say two bit or eight bit graphic stylized. The world is. How would you guys describe the the size of the world? Because it's beyond massive. It's um overwhelming uh yes completely overwhelming so the point of the game is there are what they call landmarks it was at landmarks milestones milestones Milestones. um we we got to what 19 we we took the 19 we tried to go for 20 and it was just in too much and that's out of 200 
So it's a concurrent world. So what that means is you start a new server. It populates the world. Boom. Your ship's there. You have a little bit of, you know, what your map has discovered. And you go. Uh, and anybody can join your world. If you want them if to. If you want you them have, you to, right? That. So you, as you shoot aliens and shoot rocks and, and do all this stuff, you gather materials, very much like Minecraft. You upgrade your weapons. You get power lines. So one of the big things we discovered late in the game is that uh, the further away you get from your ship, which is the only way you can recharge your, your, your laser beams, the harder, like when we had our, what, level three guns? Yep. And so we were running out of, uh, we'd, we'd shoot, and then we'd be completely, we'd be like 40 miles from our ship, yep. completely out of yep. any energy. So what we started doing uh, was building brick roads and power lines to the next objective. That way, people could follow this, the, the line and get to the next objective, objective and take down enemy bases. And I think towards the end, we kind of just got to the point where we were trying to see how far we could make the power lines It was go. ridiculous. And we it had was so funny. <laughs> miles and miles of power lines to recharge, and uh, somebody can follow in with... Uh, and I think JJ said it best. The game, the best way to describe this game is it's like it's a great LAN party game. Mm-hmm, definitely. Where you're like, let's create a server. And the funny thing is it's a concurrent server. So when you guys all log out, it's still there. Everything you've done is still there. You just yeah. pop back in and, and you, you continue. Can, you can go to a new game with the same character. Exactly. As well. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because the AIs have different behaviors. Yep. Like uh, the the organic ones you encounter at first will like create these special blocks as they go around mm-hmm. that spawn more of them. So you not only have to fight off these monsters, but you have to find where they're spawning from and destroy that. Because if you don't, they're just going to spread out and create more spawn points right. and kind of take over the map. And like so I there's said, there's a lot of yep. crowd control involved. The amount of stuff that can go on on your screen at once is, at one point, a lot of people were making audible, whoa, my God. Right. And we, ju- we just had everybody, not everybody, but I mean, most of the people in, in that were at Novastar with us, we were all playing the same game. In the same and world. Everybody was, was building stuff. Everybody was upgrading their weapons. Everybody was running around shooting stuff. Right. Um, I mean, it was just it was so much fun. Like the, making the brick roads make your characters run faster. So uh, like having them, having a trail of them following your power lines to get to the next objective makes it so when you die, you can get back to where you're going. Because, I mean, you saw the map. By the time you get to like objective... Or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Milestone. Uh, milestone. Once you get to a milestone like 100, you know how far away you'll be from your from your ship. I so don't even want to think. It's that. very important that you make these roads and you have teamwork. You know, like at one point I didn't do any shooting. I was just uh, mining rocks, creating brick, and making brick roads for everybody to run on. It's so fun. It's it's very intuitive. Yep. Yeah. It it it's the perfect game to just be like, all right, guys, land party this Friday night, and you play for like you know six hours straight. And you try to get 20, 25 milestones. Uh, well, actually, we played for three hours and got almost 20. Mm-hmm. So probably get more than that. But either way, right. you say you play for a certain amount of time. Say you want to get this many milestones. Stop playing. Next time you come back, pick up where you left off and just keep going and just try right. to beat the whole thing. I mean, it was it was just run and gun and build and do whatever the heck you want in this big open world. And you can stay together if you want to. You can spread out, which is pretty much what everybody did. We yeah. were all we over would, the We map. would call out when we found something. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... Enemy base here. Enemy base. It was it was so much fun. Yeah. It, it was, it's very cool. There are a lot of games that have the basic idea of this game behind it, of like going out into a harsh environment and shooting enemies and trying to get further and further. But when you add in that base building aspect and the, the aspect of being able to basically expunge the enemies from the environment, if you decide you know, crashing against the front lines of an enemy base is becoming too difficult, you can just kind of draw back to your base, build up, put your power lines further out, right. set up roads, Definitely. and try to you know, make, make yourself an advantage for you to take it down. So it's not just one type of thing you're yeah. doing constantly. It well, kind of shifts back and forth, so it stays fresh. And we what for like I think an hour or two, uh, we got we got C blocked by a we call it red base yep. that had missiles that when you shot the missiles, uh, unloaded a astronomical amount of like fire particles on the screen, so you couldn't shoot it, and it was in the middle of the water. So my plan was to gather up a bunch of land, and you could build land around the base, uh, you know, using the blocks, and basically create like a, a perimeter so you can move around. And we got him, and we cheered, and we yep. all—it was really fun. Like that, that base kept us at bay for a long time. We finally got past it, and we we cheered in ecstasy and drank our Mountain Dews with with glory. My favorite part was when I picked up Milestone Eleven without realizing it. You didn't even know. Everybody was like, "So what are we on? Still 11? I was like, "No, I think I just got it." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, but I did. And and that's the thing. Like Mark, sh- I, I, you open the map, and it only shows you like I'd probably say like three or four square miles. 
but Mark showed up the entire server. It's massive. It, it's beyond that. Massive. It gets to the point word. where like you're on the fastest type of tile. You like the bricks make you run really fast, and even on the bricks, it's going to take you ten to fifteen minutes just to, to get, get to where you're trying to go. Exactly. It's it was, and that's woo. at milestone twenty. Right. <laughs> so I know. How There's two hundred. Yeah. Really, really there, fun. There are like teleports that we didn't quite get to. Right, right. Very and, expensive. Yeah, there's still plenty of upgrades. And while you're doing this, you're getting upgrades to increase your battery life. Your guns get strong. I mean, those level three guns were just tearing things apart. Uh, and it's and then adding the power lines, just really, really such such potential. Much wow. Yep. And they're they're still doing the beta test, and they're going to be go check out their Twitch channel. It's uh, it should be Twitch TV slash Shinra, right? Twitch TV slash Shinra. Um, so yeah, just just follow them on there, and uh, next time they have one, check them out. So okay, so back to Shinra itself and implications for the future and and what we think. Mark, I kind of I'm curious as to since you you know had had kind of thought of this idea a while ago and been like you know wouldn't it be cool if blah 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 blah. What do you see for the future as far as this? Do you see it taking off? That's a that's a very difficult question <laughs> because it really depends very heavily on what the telecoms do. That's true. We need Google to put fiber out everywhere they possibly can so that people have to compete and give us more reliable, faster internet. Yeah. In a, in a way, it's kind of like it's almost like a gaming center. Like so we say we we always say like these gaming centers are built for gamers who are introverts, blah blah blah, whatever. And as soon as we walk into the door of one, we're like, oh my gosh, you just get people to walk in here, and they're gonna love it. They're gonna want to do right. it. Absolutely. I think it's almost like that. You get them the internet, you get them the access and the ability to do this. They're gonna want to play it. They're gonna right. definitely. Do it. So I I kind of see a similarity, and I honestly, personally, I don't see that as being a huge problem. I think eventually it won't even be just Google Fiber. It, like Time Warner and, and Comcast and all these other companies and stuff, I guarantee you they're going to start rolling out with their own versions of Google Fiber at some point. They have to to compete. So right, there's no way that they can right. just ignore it. So I don't, I don't foresee that being a problem. I, I think the biggest question just is when. Yeah. So I mean, we just yeah. have to kind of wait and of see. But what do you, as far as the impact on the gaming uh, scene in general, what do you think? I feel like. There's no way this isn't going to happen. This is definitely where technology is going, just in general. It makes more sense to run things in a data center environment because you can have proper cooling. You can scale when you need to. There's no reason to say, oh, we'd love to have this game look really good, but we can't push these graphics out until the next console iteration. That doesn't make sense when you can just fire up a few more servers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm making it sound really basic compared to what what actually goes into it, but... This is going to happen no matter what. No, and I and I honestly like we we played on Shinra servers, obviously. So we were playing from these servers in New York City, and it's I was amazed at how smooth it ran. We ran into a little lag, but that had nothing to do with the servers, from what I can tell. I think it just had to do with the sheer number of right. like things on the Articles. screen and going crazy yeah. uh, to where we were kind of like. <laughs> well, and it's it's. So it's I would a imagine. Uh, I would imagine basically what was happening behind the scenes was we're just getting basically video stream down and it's just taking our commands our inputs into the computer up to their server yep so all the real work is happening somewhere completely different and it's just like your basic almost what goes into netflix yeah yeah but uh, there was no streaming like, down like, so i don't think it was um the internet that was causing that problem that's what it was I mean. just a hitch with how complex that game got like it, you said it worked amazingly well it was i mean as far as i could tell when it was working and when, you know, we weren't getting the, the just kind of like the, the frame rate drops and stuff, it was one-to-one Oh yeah, from what I could tell, which is amazing considering these were servers in New York. Yeah, considering we're only just now getting in-home streaming from yeah. people like Microsoft. Right. Right. Anybody else have anything to say? I mean, uh, it's going to be weird <laughs> because we're so used to owning our machines and taking pride in our machines as like PC gamers especially. So that that's going to be a big adjustment. It's going to be very different culturally than what we're used to. You think yeah. our rigs will go away? I I don't see why they wouldn't. Why? Because because the amount of power that can be pushed out of a server farm is going to eclipse what we can do with a small 
in-home computer. Right. And at that point, people would be designing games to run on like hundreds of processors and also just one processor in your house. It doesn't make sense for That's them to have point. that like uh, forked development process. They right. they'd want to focus on just one type because it's so, so fundamentally different. So do you think like so this technology? I mean, obviously we're looking like you know forty, fifty, sixty years down the road. I don't think it's forty, fifty, sixty years. Far, I'm no talking way. about when literally it's no one has any rigs or anything like that, and it's all basically everything's in the cloud. I think that's. If the telecoms give us good, reliable I think internet, it's a lot closer than you think. I think well, it's five the, to ten years. That, you think the infrastructure is going to spread that fast? The internet but, infrastructure. Like I said, if we get what we need from the telecoms, right? Yep. But they're they're the factor. Everything right. else is hinging on that. We up. have the technology, we, right? You know, and I, I think it's great. Just in general, think about like think about uh, what they could do with VR. With this, yes. do you think well, that I, I can't wow. fathom that? Do you think that would be like our luck if like? That happens, and we rely all of our computing and and stuff all relies on like that that server farm or something. And the sun ejects like a huge corona, like uh, solar flare, and and literally we lose all power. Yeah, on the that's planet. that's definitely a problem. Yeah, that sucks. But that's not <laughs> going to stop it from happening. No, I know. I just saying like I feel like there are a lot of inherent dangers to that. There are system, um, but that's still going to happen. Yeah, right. Like, how do you keep your information secure? If it's not in your, you know, hard drive, if it's in somebody else's. Yep. So, those are all valid concerns, but I don't think that's going to stop anything from. No, I, I happening. agree. I agree. And I, just, I think there, there's definite like there's real benefits to this happening as well. Instead of dropping, you know, four hundred dollars every five or six years on a new console, or two or three if you're like us. Um, yeah. And a new computer every like three years, thousand dollars. Yeah. I just think just, it's a lot further paying away. paying a subscription or something. I just think it's a lot further away than we think it might be. It might be. be, but I would I would say only because of telecoms yeah. being greedy. Oh, yeah. And think about this, Brian. Forget about having your phone hardware that has its set of programs. Okay, that's great. And your computer that has its set of programs. And your PS3 that has its set of programs. It's all in one. And your work computer that has its set of programs and all of its own separate data. Having just one environment that exists at all times that yep. can be pulled up on any screen. Yeah, absolutely. How, how much more efficient would you be? Yeah, I know. I'm oh, so- I don't have that file. It's on my work computer. And I can't run it anyway since I don't have Photoshop. Yes, you do. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like I can't, I can't put my finger on the movie, but I feel like my, my paranoia... Uh, my paranoia, like backbone, starting to ting with this, you know. Well, it should like all if you have if your life is if all your stuff is in, on the cloud, and how easy would it be for the government to be like, click or somebody whoever's empowered, click and you're done. You have nothing. Yes, I agree. Yeah, but if you think about it, like this is exactly how people thought when computers came out in general in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Every, people are people are still worried just about their credit card online. Right. I yep. mean, it's there's always going to be those factors that if what happens if uh, what do we do when blah blah yeah. blah. You know, I mean, supposition Mark's, is fun. Mark's saying it's not going to happen or it's it's not going to stop it, and I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, think about cell phones. People were like, I don't want to have a smartphone. I want to keep my my regular dumb phone, my flip phone, but that's just gone because there's no money in it now. Right. Because every enough people. 90% of people, 95% of people want smartphones, yeah. and that 5% of people that don't is not enough to justify designing new dumb phones. Right. So yeah. your your concerns aren't going to solve the problem, No, I know. I know. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if I can get, get, get over the fact that I won't have my own rig and my own, you know, I won't control it. I think that's one of the best parts is I don't have to hear about PC people. It's not about one of the best parts. Hundred percent, it is. That's like the worst it, part. It'll fill me with like bittersweet feelings. Is I'll be so sad I don't have my console or my PC or whatever. But I could potentially feel like save I'm, you I'm hundreds like, of dollars future. every few years. Exactly, and I'm saving <laughs> hundreds of dollars. But the downside for you is literally physical games would be non-existent. They would ne- there right. would be no more collecting. That's the other, which would make the ones I have more. Valuable. And the downside would yeah. also be oh good this. This uh, the, the power company was digging and cut through my fiber right. line, and now I can't play games for a week. The yeah. way I look at that, though, is the same <laughs> way I look at you know old school RPGs like you know Final Fantasy yeah. VI and 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 Chrono Trigger and that kind of stuff. <laughs> There's nothing I can do yeah. about that yeah. not being the standard for games anymore. 
You know, it's it's like you just kind of have to make peace with it, move on. Except there's going to be a new way of doing things, and I mean it's the same situation. Yeah. Just because I have this one gripe with that stuff, that's nowhere near going to be enough to stop it. No, no. Yep. So I, you know what? There, instead of just being bitter about it, why not just be like, well, let's see what you can do. Embrace it. And quite frankly, from what I saw today with with Shinra and how much fun we were having there, I'm excited. I yes. mean, simply put, it's. Super exciting to see what's 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 potentially going to happen. So just yeah. need to get Google Fiber now. Yep, Google Fiber. Come on, Google. Keep on spreading. Yeah, get out of here, Time Warner. Yeah, yeah. Or or compete better, Time Warner. That's true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, just give me some fast internet so I can play more. Yeah, of course. <laughs> This is all assuming they don't put three four three industries in charge of oh, designing the netcode. Oh, nice! <laughs> Too soon. All right. Anybody got anything else then? Uh, not really. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I had a great time uh, making roads and setting power lines and shooting aliens. I, oh, I had a game to recommend you, but no. The last see, part. here's the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right then. Uh, no top five this week, guys. We, uh, we just had a busy week, so kind of cut that out and figured we wanted to talk about some of this stuff that we've had the chance to, to check out. Yeah. Novastargaming.com. Check them out. Yeah. Great, great people and a uh, great place to go game. If you're in the Kansas City area, again, fire it up. Go check them out because yeah. they're awesome. Shinra Tech's the real deal, guys. And then, uh, yep, Shinra.com. Check out Shinra Tech's program and, and what they're doing. And it's it's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. We live in an exciting time. Um, in the world of gaming, and uh, it'll be great to see what they come up with and uh, what they can do for us. Yep. Uh, with that, this is the Frozen North signing off for episode seventy. Man, episode seventy. It's a good number, I guess. My name is JJ. My name is Mark. And my name is Brian. And as always, keep on gaming. song was made available through the Creative Commons Attribution License by Ziphoid. The song title is Radical Fanfare.